0: The following podcast is a Deep Shallow Dive production. Okay, let's go.
1: The Nord Stream pipelines are one of the most important pieces of infrastructure in Europe, carrying natural gas from Russia to Germany. But in September 2022, three explosions rocked the pipeline, knocking three of its four lines out of service. It was clearly sabotage, but who was behind it?
2: That's an interesting question. Who was behind it? Hey Tucker, what are your thoughts? So before the war in Ukraine even began,
0: both Toria Newland at the State Department, the number two of the State Department, and Joe Biden threatened to blow up the Nord Stream pipeline. Watch.
3: I want to be clear with you today. If Russia invades Ukraine, one way or another, Nord Stream Two will not move
0: forward. If Russia invades, uh, that means tanks or troops crossing the uh, the, the border of Ukraine uh, again. Then uh, there will be uh, we there will be no longer a Nord Stream Two. It, we we will bring an end to it. But, do,
3: but how would you how will you do that? Exactly. Since the project and control of the project is within Germany's control.
0: We will, uh, I promise you, we'll be able to do it.
2: Episode 63, another DSD exclusive. (laughs) I hope you guys appreciate when I try to have a little fun with this stuff. We tackle some serious topics here at the Deep Shallow Dive. And, you know, henceforth... We need to have a little bit of fun with this stuff. But anyway, we are going to have some fun today, but it's going to be enlightening fun. And today is episode number 63, and we are talking about the Nord Stream Pipeline. Actually, more focused on the Nord Stream 2, and when it was blown up, which was September of last year, I can't even believe it's been, a gosh, it's been over a year, a year now, But anyway, I did want to talk about this. I I, I think I brought it up in Monday's episode. If you did not listen to Monday's episode, it talked about Iraq and the whole history there. And then honestly, yesterday's episode, I really feel like that was one of my best. I really do. I, I, I listened to it a couple times yesterday and I had several people... Send me some interesting notes and some more interesting feedback and some more information that I'm going to share in other episodes. But if you did not get a chance to listen to yesterday's episode, I would highly recommend you go back and listen to that as well, because it talks about the potential connection between Benjamin Netanyahu and Mahmoud Abbas, who heads up the Palestinian Authority, the PA, which runs the West Bank. And then pulling back from Monday's episode... There is more information about the potential, and again, I don't know if this is true or not, but the potential of there being a tremendous amount of natural gas found in northern Gaza, along with I think additional oil being found in northern Gaza, and focusing on the natural gas part of it, you know that. Gosh, that 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 plays into what we're going to talk about in regards to the Nord Stream pipeline. So that initial clip was Tucker Carlson talking about how Victoria Newland, who was the number two person at the, I, I think in the press secretary's office at the White House, and then Joe Biden himself. You know, they have not been shy to talk about what would happen to Nord Stream 2 if if Russia invaded Ukraine. And and so obviously that did happen. And so, you know, let's get a little more background. September 26th, Nord
4: Stream 1 and 2, which are underwater Russian gas pipelines that run from Russia to Germany, began leaking gas into the Baltic Sea. The governments of Sweden and Denmark have reported that they received large spikes of activity on their underwater seismometers at the exact time that the leaks were reported. This has led the European Union to believe that man-made explosions caused the pipelines to leak. The Russian government has accused Ukraine of being behind the supposed sabotage. On the other hand, Ukraine has accused Russia of being behind the explosions.
2: So remember at the beginning when they exploded... Uh, U.S. and NATO countries and Ukraine said Russia did it. They blew up their own pipeline. Now, would that make sense to blow up your own pipeline, which is basically one of the biggest sources of income for you? So
0: it was an unpopular event, and Joe Biden denied any responsibility. In fact, he blamed Russia. Joe Biden and his whole administration told us that somehow Russia, for reasons they never made clear just because they're evil, had sabotaged their own energy pipeline. Watch this. It was a, a deliberate act of sabotage, and now the Russians are pumping out disinformation and lies. So that was in September and it was obvious from the very first day. Well, that's not true. It's not that Vladimir Putin is too good a person to blow up Nord Stream, but like, why would he? It only hurts him. And by the way, it really hurts Western Europe.
2: So then Seymour Hersh, a guy named Seymour Hersh, who is literally like a Pulitzer Prize investigative journalist. He broke a story.
0: He's this legendary Pulitzer Prize winning journalist. He's like 86 years old or something like that now. But he broke during Vietnam, he broke the story of the My Lai massacre, which the military denied until he proved it. Uh, he broke the story during the Iraq War of the Abu Ghraib prison abuses, which again, the uh, military denied until it was undeniable.
1: He's Pulitzer winning, is all you really need yeah, to know. Yeah, and here he He's is. a Pulitzer winning journalist. Basically,
0: another covert military action. And look, we don't know for sure whether it's true or not, but it looks pretty bad.
2: All right. So Seymour Hersh, the goat, a goat. I don't know if he's the goat
3: of journalism, but he's definitely a goat of journalism. Investigative journalist Seymour Hersh has accused the United States of sabotaging the Nord Stream pipelines, which were built to carry natural gas from Russia to Europe. The pipelines were severely damaged last September in a series of underwater explosions in the Baltic Sea. In a self published piece on his new Substack page, Seymour Hirsch alleges the sabotage was carried out by the U.S. Navy, which he says planted remotely triggered explosives during NATO exercises last summer with the help of Norway's military and Secret Service. Hirsch alleges President Joe Biden authorized the sabotage. Hirsch cited a single unnamed source, quote, with direct knowledge of the operational planning, unquote. A White House spokesperson described the report as complete fiction, while the CIA called it completely and utterly false. The Norwegian Foreign Ministry also denied the claims. Seymour Hersh's report comes two weeks after Undersecretary of State for Political Affairs Victoria Nuland made these remarks during a Senate Foreign Relations Committee hearing on the war in Ukraine. I am— um And I think the administration is very gratified to know that Nord Stream 2 is now, as you like to say, a hunk of metal at the bottom of the sea.
2: I mean, seriously, gosh, they're not even, I don't know. It's like they're not even ashamed of it. But like stuff like this makes me think, God damn, how strong is the United States? We must be like ridiculously powerful to be able to kind of just sort of just do whatever we want. Okay, so then things started to get interesting with this, and then this came out.
4: A senior Ukrainian officer played a central role in the bombing of the Nord Stream natural gas pipeline, according to the Washington Post. Roman Chervensky was the coordinator of the covert operation. People familiar with his role say he led a six-person team. They rented sailboats under false identities and used deep-sea diving equipment to place explosive charges on the pipeline. The attack left only one of four gas links intact. Officials in Ukraine and Europe report that Chervinsky had deep ties to the country's intelligence services, taking his orders from a more senior official, General Valery Zelezny. So far, Shervinsky is the most direct evidence tying Ukraine to the attack. Shervinsky has denied any role in the pipeline explosion, saying, quote, All speculations about my involvement in the attack on Nord Stream are being spread by Russian propaganda without any basis.
2: So then, here's another thing that was hilarious. This guy that I guess works with that Shervinsky guy, his name is Radek Sikorsky. He literally that same day... Tweeted out a picture of the explosion. So, like, it's like you probably remember seeing it. It's the ocean, and then there's like a giant, like, white, white, I guess, huddle basically inside the ocean that shows where the explosive is. So, he literally tweeted out that picture and he wrote, Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, USA. And then, like, I guess a couple hours later, he took it down, but there were so many screenshots of it literally. A picture of the explosion and thank you, USA. And then that guy, there's like a million pictures of him with Biden everywhere on the Internet.
1: Another extraordinarily weird part of this story, which is that Sweden investigated what happened, sent divers down and then declared that they would not share the information with anybody, not with their own public, not with their parliament, not with their neighbors, Germany and Denmark, not with the UN Security Council. That's a disgrace, I'm sorry to say. If Sweden knows something about who did this, they have a responsibility to the world, to multilateralism, to the world's safety, to report to the UN Security Council on a threat to the peace such as this. Apparently, Denmark and Germany have also carried out investigations, and they don't tell their own parliaments about this.
2: This is Jeffrey Sachs, or that was Jeffrey Sachs. Super, super smart guy and someone that I've I've learned a lot from. So, Jeffrey, what do you think was the deal with this?
1: I think the likely thing behind it is that they're hiding the U.S. role in this. That's what stands to reason. There may be something else, but there is no possible explanation. I worry that Sweden's role actually was to clean up the crime scene.
2: Interesting. All right. So, You know, part of why I wanted to do this episode this week, along with the other stuff we've done is, you know, obviously the rumor mill about the natural gas and oil being found in Gaza or, I mean, I have a hard time believing it just all of a sudden was found. Maybe, I don't know, the timing finally is right in terms of, you know, what took place with Nord Stream being blown up last year which by the way Nord Stream 1 and Nord Stream 2 are neither one is functional right now so they are not they are not online therefore maybe they did know about that gas in Gaza northern Gaza and maybe they weren't really planning on I guess tapping it but now that Nord Stream Two was blown up. Nord Stream 1 is not functional. I don't know. Is there a shortage of natural gas that is taking place? And so they're like, okay, you know what? We've got to speed up the plans of basically tapping into that gas that's in Gaza. And then you would think to yourself, okay, well, why didn't they just make a deal with the Palestinians there? And turn it into, as my buddy Lee said, kind of like a mini Qatar. But then, why? Why share? Seriously, I hate to say that, but like, the the humanity in you would think like, okay, you know what? We've got an amazing opportunity. This can create an amazing situation for everyone. But then, maybe Netanyahu and... Whomever he's partnered up with is like, why do we want to do that? Let's just clear that area out and we'll basically, you know, take it all for ourselves. I mean, this is like billions, hundreds of billions of dollars. So, you know, the fact that even Nord Stream 2 was blown up and quite frankly, you know, we we haven't got to the bottom of it. Anything is possible. I mean, honestly, anything is possible with this stuff. And again, part of the second part of the why I wanted to do this episode on the follow-up of the past couple is because again, anything is possible. I, I think once you open your mind up to gosh, and I hate to say it because once you do it, you kind of can't go back. It's like once you go. No, nah, I'm just kidding. Um, but when you open your mind about stuff and I guess bad things being possible, I mean, awful things being, being possible by other people, you know, you really do start to look at things differently. And, you know, some people might not want to look at things in that, that vein or through that lens, but I, I, I honestly, I do, I really do. Like, I don't, I don't find it crushing my soul. Uh, Honestly, if anything, I think it improves my soul because it just makes me more aware of what is going on in the world. You know, again, I don't know, maybe, maybe, well, I, I figure if you're listening, if you're still listening to me, you're probably in the same, in the same vein as I am on this stuff. But again, you know, part of this whole Nord Stream was to kind of Bring something to the forefront that took place, you know, basically a year ago, and make you realize, holy mackerel, like that could be possible. That definitely could be possible. And if that's possible, then what is happening right now in terms of the situation in Gaza and in Israel? I mean, you you have to be open to all possibilities with that. It it's not as simple as you know, this is I really don't even think it's as simple as this is a religious battle. I I don't. There's there's definitely something financial involved in this. You know, obviously the religious thing and the 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 palace maybe on the Palestinian people side and basically living in oppression for 70 plus years and, you know, living under occupation, you know, obviously for them, I think it might be, it might be more motivated along, along that line. But then on the other side, you know, if you were to think strategic about this from an Israel plus USA plus England standpoint, because it does seem like those three entities are, are, together on the natural gas and the oil situation you know no different than in 1954 when England approached Iran and said hey we'll you know we'll we'll get rid of Mossadegh and we'll bring we'll bring you in young Shaw Shaw was 20 years old and all you need to do is and we're going to help you we're going to help you drill and extract all this oil from your oil rich country and by the way it's an 86 percent to us, 14% to you. But at that time, a 20-year-old Shaw is like, cool, I'm in power. And well, you know what? 14% is better than 0%. So I'm going to take that deal. I don't know. I don't know. But what I do know is I truly think anything is possible. There
0: have been a number of official investigations of what happened, and not one has found any evidence of Russian involvement. And now we have the actual answer to what happened. Oh, the Biden administration did it. For real. Investigative reporter Seymour Hersh, who's been around for more than 50 years, just wrote a piece on Substack that includes this. Quote, last June, the Navy divers, U.S. Navy divers, operating under the cover of a widely publicized midsummer NATO exercise known as Ball Tops 22, Planted remotely triggered explosives that three months later destroyed three of the four Nord Stream pipelines, according to a source with direct knowledge of the operational planning. Now, this piece continues. It's probably the most comprehensive news story you will read this year. Seymour Hirsch on Substack, you should read it. And it recounts in detail meetings with the National Security Advisor at the White House, where this was planned, exactly what explosives were used, how they were triggered, by what aircraft, on what day so many details in here that it is not possible that it's not true it is true and in fact no one at a high level in the US government is denying it with any specificity and said the white house is just dismissing this as utterly false and no reporters are following up on this oh
2: man i mean it's hard to it's hard to argue with all of that you know especially The ending where he says, you know, nobody, no senior official at the White House is really denying it. Not only not denying it, but.
1: At the urging of the Biden White House and the government of Norway, Facebook has decided to label all news reports by Seymour Hirsch, the Pulitzer Prize winning journalist, as false.
2: See how this stuff works? And like I said, I might have said this at the beginning, maybe I didn't. You know, this thing goes back a long ways. This whole concept of, you know, natural gas for Europe and 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 the competition with Russia goes back a long ways. Here's Condoleezza Rice from back in the Bush administration.
4: I also understand that one of the complications is the Europeans, who are very dependent on the Russians for uh, energy supply and business relationships. Uh, People say, well, the Europeans will run out of energy. Well, the Russians will run out of cash before the Europeans run out of energy. You simply want to change the structure of energy dependence. You want to depend more on the North American energy platform, the tremendous bounty of oil and gas that we're finding in North America. You want to have pipelines that don't go through through ukraine and russia Uh, for years we've tried to
2: get the europeans to be interested in different pipeline routes it's time to do that so that condoleezza rice interview i mean that was from a decade ago so you know obviously the timing doesn't match up perfectly but you know again i do think it is interesting that this this i guess this move has been on the table for a long time and i don't know i don't know is 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 this Gaza situation related? I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to have to do some more research. There's also something called the Baltic Pipe, which launched, ironically, like right when the Nord Stream pipeline was blown up, they launched, or they either they announced or they launched something called the Baltic Pipe, and I know Poland was very involved in that. I will do some more research on that. And we'll talk about that in another DSD. But again, is this stuff all related? I mean, is what's going on in Gaza, did they really either newly discover natural gas or oil in northern Gaza in particular? And is that finally being needed based on this stuff? I don't know. But Claire Daly, you'll recognize the voice. I'm going to let her close it out. All right. Call a spade a spade.
5: The explosion of the Nord Stream pipelines was one of the biggest acts of economic sabotage ever carried out on the European Union, not to mention the devastating environmental consequences. So it is very, very strange that there is so little discussion about it. no appetite for an investigation, no appetite for accountability for restitution, nothing. because already having voluntarily severed our links with Russian gas as a result of the ridiculous sanctions which are costing Europeans more than Russians, the explosion now ensures that we won't be restarting that any time in the next few years. Instead We're going to be relying on filthy, environmentally devastating US LNG. And not only is it filthy, but it's four times the price that US citizens are paying for it. So a lot of people are joining the dots. Who is the most to gain? Who is the most to lose? Without an independent investigation, those questions will continue to be asked. And we also need to draw the conclusion that the biggest threat on our energy infrastructure is militarism. War isn't ended by war, but peace.
0: This episode was brought to you by Boost Liquid Vitamins. Wake up, take your Boost, start your day. Drink your vitamins, build your immune system with Boost. Available on Boost.com.